It's insane how little musicians get. So, um, yeah, if, if, if you're interested in supporting not just me, but any musician that you like, one of the best ways to do that, it sounds old school because it is, is purchase their music. Uh, purchase their merch, you know. Uh, hey guys, this is Mark from Rat Rod. Hi, this is Mikey P from Skell. Hey, this is Jeff from the Bell Jumpers. Probably just be, I mean, probably be cool because he's awesome. This is Jessica for the band Dimitis. You're listening to Pennsylvania Rock Show. Oh 
What's up, everyone? You are tuned into the Pennsylvania Rock Show, episode number 698. Um, at the top of the episode, we heard from Medusa's Disco and their song Blood and Honey. We also heard from Stooge Bigson out of maybe Bigson, Big Son out of West Virginia, their song Warhead, and a Starlight Gray and their song Revision. Those guys are going to be joining me momentarily. There they are. What's up, gentlemen? Hi. So, I'm going to start off by asking you about that song. I don't usually do that until later on, but I I rearranged things tonight. <laughs> cool. So, before we introduce you or talk about anything else, tell us about the song Revision, if you don't mind. So, <clears throat> I wrote that the lyrics for that one uh, mainly about addiction and for those suffering from addiction and their family members. Um, I've battled addiction in the past. And when you get out of that, you really don't know how to live life because your your direction and what you're seeking is completely different from normal life. So you you feel lost and confused and <clears throat> we should help those that are trying to get out of that life cycle. Um Let's talk. This is, I'm going to go straight into actually introduce yourselves and then I'll go into an odd question. <laughs> All right. I'm Shane. I'm the vocalist. I'm Joey. I'm a guitarist. Uh, Braden, another guitarist. And um, Andy, I'm the drummer. We're Sands of Bassist right now. Sorry. <laughs> well, I was going to get into that a little later if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, so normally I ask, what's the best pizza that you've had because you're a musician? But mm -hmm. before we do that, I have to know, is Altoona style pizza a real thing? It's something. Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, I've been there a few times, but I've never never gotten that, that pizza. <laughs> Man, it's like the most backwards version of a pizza, but it somehow tastes good. I've never tried it. I won't. Kevin had us. No. Kevin had us try it. <laughs> it the, the one with the, the, the American, American cheese. Or whatever, yeah, cheese. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, yeah, it looks like something you make as yeah. a, a young kid just messing around with stuff in the kitchen. Honestly, yeah, yeah. but it worked. It, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> All right, now I'll ask you: What's yeah. the best pizza you've had because you're a musician? Uh, um. <clears throat> The OIP by McGarvey's is pretty good, and actually McGarvey's has amazing wings. You said pizza. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shout out Dino's. Dino's pizza is the best pizza in Altoona, hands down. Just saying. Honestly, man, I'm just kind of a Domino's guy. Like, wow. Domino's. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, I do. I do wholeheartedly. I'm. I'm a Bedford kid. So I'm like a half hour south from here, but I will say I do appreciate Dino's, but uh, about halfway between here and Bedford is a place in Claysburg called Old Time Pizza and Subs, yeah. and there's just something about their sauce that they use there. Everything is amazing. That's got to be hands down my favorite. We love pizza. Yeah. Someday when I'm retired and, and yeah. That's not going to happen. But someday okay. I'm going to go back and listen to all of these shows, and I'm going to start traveling and try some of these pizza places. That's I'll join you, bro. Cool. cool. <laughs> My wife doesn't know that yet. 
Um, all right, so let's 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 go with the, the name of Starlight Gray. Where where did you come up with that? Well, it, it's it's kind of been a that was a process in the beginning. We we were uh, going off of I would say kind of our writing style to begin with. We we were looking for more ambient tones, trying to be a little trancy with our music as well as jetty, and just sticking true to metalcore. But we also are kind of conspiracy theorists and have a bit of an obsession with UFOs and celestial, you know, conversations. So it, it just kind of all fell into place where, you know, it's kind of like finding the the gray within starlight. Yeah, I, I love the I love the whole Anunnaki and like the ancient astronaut theory. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm just saying I, it's it's very captivating, and um, we we kind of like you said, like we want like we, we wanted to do something with the word gray. You know what I mean, and and we obviously um, figured eventually the the route we're gonna go with the music anyways is gonna have more of like that spacier kind of tone to it anyway. So we're like, let's just you know, and and quite frankly, I think it took us a few weeks, but we finally decided on like yeah. a, a not something that flowed off the tongue, and uh, a starlight gray was born. But we also had to be different and change the spelling of both starlight and gray. So we spell it the starlight kind of like the starlight star bright you know with the l-i-t-e and then uh gray we we spell with an a instead of the e you know just to be different <laughs> yeah I, I never i i think either way is acceptable i think i googled that one time <laughs> yeah uh, <clears throat> don't tell my students i'm teaching spelling that i don't know which way is right <laughs> <laughs> just hope they're not listening um hopefully not yet <laughs> maybe my old students they definitely figured it out <laughs> um so what, what's a non-standard venue that you guys would like to play at and you can't answer garage because you already did that <laughs> a non-standard venue. although that's kind of standard to practice but you know i want to play outside um on right at the, one of the trailheads at Blue Knob, um, like the you know what I mean, the ski resort in our area. Uh, I think that would be so cool to do an outdoor show right at the trailheads. So as, as people were going on to go down, whether you know skiing or what, it would be cold. But I think snowboarding, whatever, that'd be like the most epic thing to get them amped up for their run down, you know, down that, that cool. whatever. I think that would be cool, non-standard. Either that or at the top of that paraglider. In the, in the mountain where uh, we, we did the photo shoot, on mountain, those, yeah, yeah, mountain house yeah. of the peak of chambers. Yeah, that, yeah. Would, that would be kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, that would actually be a pretty cool. sense place to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Top of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Anybody else want to want to venture on that one? Um, I think the ski resort would be pretty nifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Blue Knob, because. <laughs> Yeah, something elevated, you know, something where like we're involved, like a crowd. I think that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. That would be mm-hmm. for sure. I don't know. Hot airplanes. Ah, yeah. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. Um, an airport. An airport. <laughs> no, I'm just serious. Like around the holidays, like back you see in old the old yeah. Christmas movies. Oh, wow, there's a ton of people there. 
Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. And there's yeah. constantly back in like the old Christmas movies, early '90s Christmas movies, you always seen like pianists in there playing or or small mm-hmm. or yeah. you know orchestral gatherings and stuff. But imagine a metalcore band in there and throwing down on the holidays. <laughs> metal, <Surprise. laughs> metal in appropriate in, in an appropriate place. Yeah. That would be so awesome. I think that'd be neat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I dig it. <laughs> I am. So you guys are headed out on tour, and I'm driving your tour bus. What what music am I playing on the radio in between shows? Oh God! Is this our choice or what we think you're gonna play? You, your choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be a big mixture because yeah. we, even though we all appreciate the same styles of certain musics, like me for instance, I kind of like I like everything from bluegrass to death metal. A lot of these guys don't like country, so we might fight a little bit over it, but they'll get over it. Country, <laughs> country stinks. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I, I should I should note that the next song I'm going to play is an alt country song. So uh, all country's okay. All country's okay. I like I like Hank and all that stuff, but just like I'm just I mean, and I have a, a lot of appreciation for country music because country guitar players, some of them are shredders, man. Like there's no doubt. I just can't get into it. I don't vibe with it. I, I'm 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 a huge like death chord and um, thrash metal you know kind of fan, but I really love hip hop music too. Like I seriously listen to a lot of rap, like no doubt. <clears throat> but I'd probably have you play a bunch of NF and some Tech Nine and and the occasional Eminem. Okay. <laughs> I used to listen to a lot of Census Fail, Cody and Cambria, Taking Back Sunday, that kind of stuff in middle school, and email as they used to call it back in the day but um that always creeps its way in for me yeah no i don't want to sound one-dimensional but it was just not recorded all the way (laughs) (laughs) um i've forgotten names already last person who's who answered the question yeah Braden. Braden. so listen so Braden, you need to speak up a little bit (laughs) okay uh i've said uh just Metalcore, you know, I'm pretty one-dimensional. That's all. I, that's all I listen to. You know. Also, you can call him any name that starts with the letter B. It's just yeah. a. It's just a thing we do. So he can be. It's a running inside joke. Yeah. You call him anything but Braden. So Braxton, Ben, Bartholomew, yeah. Beavis, but you know, all that stuff. It worked, it worked. He answers to it all. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, uh, we're gonna take a short break. I'm gonna play that alt country song that I mentioned. Um, on the video side, you guys are going to watch, um, unfortunately, about four minutes worth of commercials, which is great for music from the 412 because they're all sponsors from music from the 412. But that means you have to wait four minutes to hear from us and uh, see what else the Starlight Gray has to tell you.
Shiners and their song Slow With You. This is the Pennsylvania Rock Show, episode number 698. We're coming at you live on music from 412.com, build the scene.com, uh, firstangelmedia.com. Um, you will hear us replayed on um, oldiesxl.com from Philadelphia, radio.com on the beaches of San Diego, California, xrpradio.co.uk, which we are currently live on. Uh, on our radio side, which is in Glasgow, Scotland. Um, I know I'm forgetting. Oh, megarockradio.net and 107.1 FM KFGD, St. Louis, Missouri. And um, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. But anyway, this is episode 698. With me tonight is a Starlight Gray. And things are not cooperating on the video side or radio side. So I'm going to get to edit all that all over again. (laughs) It happens. (laughs) The real reason it happens is because it's live and and nothing ever works correctly in technology. But anyway, um, so a little bit later in the show, I am actually going to be giving away tickets to these Shiners. They have a show at um, Jurgles on Wednesday. Um, so that'll be coming up in the next, uh, I almost said intermission, I guess intermission anyway. <laughs> um, so I have an official question. I ask it on both my podcasts of every guest. And that is who is your Dave Grohl? And by that, I mean, who do you want to go up on stage with and perform one of their originals? <laughs> I I would say for myself personally, Davey Havoc from AFI. I started working on vocals and stuff, listening to him as far as cleans and everything. Um, so I think that'd be awesome, in my opinion. Oh man, um, if if I could 
get on stage and, and play with somebody it's it's not going to be a, a commonly known band to be to begin with but uh, he's part of the reason why i play guitar the way i do and why i even play like an eight string and stuff but uh timothy james from activist i i would love to to jump on stage and, and play along with those guys that'd be awesome um Michael Amon, a guitar player and arch enemy, and they're, I love the way they write their stuff. It's very thrashy, but it has a very good, like, melodic element to it. So he's always been one of my favorites. I know how to play some of their songs. Definitely, definitely that one. Uh, it'll, <laughs> it's going to take me a long time to live up to the name, but I would love to hit the stage with Tosin Abasi. I mean, Matt Garska's oh. shoes are intense to fill. Never will I be able but I would love that to, to just play a song with Tosin would be amazing. I second that one too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Another reason why I play an eight string guitar. <laughs> okay, so you're leaving his show, and there's a DeLorean sitting outside with his door up in the air and a flux capacitor in the back seat. Where are you going in time, and what band are you gonna hang out with? <laughs> This is really good. Oh, you have to give me a second. You know, go ahead. You, you know. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what time period I would put myself in with that. But uh, as a closet, I wouldn't even say so much a closet, but a low key hardcore Elton John fan, I would love to party with him back in the early days. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, he was a wildcat. <laughs> I would say what probably early 2000s uh i'd love to go back uh slipknot back when they had all okay. the og members man just you know be a part of the chaos back then i think that would be awesome okay that'd be cool have you figured it out yet mm, just because i mean they're a band again now but to go back to the early 2000s um like my chemical romance in the years i think that'd be pretty nifty nice me personally um I would want to go back and jam with Chuck Berry because, in my opinion, if it wasn't for Chuck Berry, we wouldn't have the music we have now anyway. So I would love to go back and, and party with the man that pretty much coined what distortion is today and gave us the gift of palm muting and all that stuff. <laughs> Chuck, it's me, your cousin, Marvin. Marvin yeah. Berry. <laughs> it fits. Fit the question perfectly. <laughs> um, in case anyone didn't get that, that was um, part of Back to the Future, uh, where the question came from. Um, I think he said Marvin. It was Marvin, wasn't it? Marvin, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Marvin. Too. It's been a while. It's been a while, but I, I grew up in that time. Whenever the movie came, I'm, I'm older than I look. <laughs> um. I mean, I bet I'm older than you. <laughs> I'm 40. I'll be 41 in February. How old are you? <laughs> well, let's go with how old do you think I am? Uh, if you're well, if you're older than me, I'd say you're probably 45, 46. I'm 40. I just turned 47 a week ago. Yeah, you look good. Not a day over 46. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, um. So, this one can tend to get really good answers or it can fall flat, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Yeah. So I want to know about something embarrassing that has happened to you guys on stage, but I don't want you to tell me about something that you did that was embarrassing. 
I want you to tell me about something that somebody else in the band did that was embarrassing. I got something for this one. Go ahead, you start. Okay. Now. I apologize if you're watching this too, by the way, bro. But oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was in a band, I won't say it just because I don't want to put too many names up there, but we did an album release show a little over a decade ago up in Johnstown. And uh, we had a guy running sound, and our lead singer at the time wasn't having it with the guy running sound. He could not hear himself in his microphone. Uh, it just reached a point where he boiled over, and like maybe our third song in, whipped his mic off stage and just stormed off screaming. It was just, it, our album release show was kind, of, it was kind of one of those moments where everyone just looked at themselves like, uh, what do we do? You know? <laughs> so that was probably the most cringy, embarrassing moment I, I've had on, on stage. I got, I got one for this. Yeah. Uh, so in my first band, probably like our second or third show, we were very early on. Uh, we decided to do this bit where like we'd go out on stage and everybody was like on the wrong instrument. And then like, you know, we'd switch at some point early on. So my singer had the other guitar players, you know, guitar and the strap came off and he didn't catch it. So he just dropped it like right on the ground. It was, Ooh. it was rough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have really any stories <laughs> yet. <laughs> For those I'm, that don't know, this is Shane's first band. Yeah. I'm new to this. It's what, like six months? Yeah, he's he's yeah. been he's been a semi-professional vocalist now for six months. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I have um so two bands prior to this band for me. Um, we were playing. We were the only band playing the night. We were we agreed to do a three-hour kind of a deal, and it was all originals. And before the first set was even done, our vocalist was just completely obliterated and couldn't even form a single sentence let alone sing you know sing melodically so yeah we we kind of there was there was there was a heated exchange and we kind of bailed out on like 2500 bucks so that was pretty embarrassing Yikes. yeah i headbutted I, I headbutted him that night it was pretty embarrassing <laughs> um did you guys play another show after that or was that the end um, to, honestly, long story short, uh, I had just gotten back home from a deployment in, in Iraq. So I was kind of like dealing with some stuff that I needed to get through. And, and when I said something to him about not being able to perform and how I was just going to call the show, he said some pretty hateful stuff. And, and, uh, I honestly didn't even know I did what I did, but I just, I headbutted him and knocked him out and, and, uh, grabbed everything and said, Hey, sorry guys, show's over, keep your money. And, <laughs> you know. It was, yeah, not my best moment, but uh, the band was pretty much done at that point because I had come home and I wasn't that guy that wanted to get drunk and party anymore. So we, we were already starting to slowly drift apart as best friends anyways. And uh, yeah, we were done after that for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to take another break. This one's going to be about two and a half minutes. On the radio side, you're going to hear Suicide's Eyes by Skell. And uh, we're going to do this. <laughs>
I'm still struggling on the radio side. Let me get that fixed real quick. It's not working. <laughs> I should just give it up today. Um, with me tonight are the gentlemen from Starlight Gray. Um, we've been talking about their influences, among other things. And uh, they may not have realized that, but you did catch on that that's what we were doing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not as dumb and, as I looked. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's stick with the influences for one more question. If you're sitting on a bench and your musical idol sits down next to you and says, you can ask me one question. First of all, who is sitting next to you and what is the one question that you're going to ask them? Who's going first? Go I, I would say Matt Good from of the band from first to last. He's now does a lot with music production for bands like um, Asking Alexandria, Memphis Mayfire, bands like that. I would just ask him to teach me everything he knows. <laughs> Absolutely everything. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. I'm gonna I'm gonna reference Andy's um, a, a band from earlier. I would love to sit down on a bench with Toast and the Bossy, but I wouldn't ask him a single thing about music whatsoever. I'd probably ask him like about his other hobbies or, or what his favorite food is you know what i mean and just talk to him like a normal person because i'm never going to be able to do what he does so there's no sense in having him explain it <laughs> uh, well i already talked about michael amod so i kind of would snag one from joey that i've learned kind of recently uh, what's his actual name charles caswell charles caswell, caswell. From, Bar from barry live barry yeah. live yeah man um this stuff's just like super creative i i don't understand how he does it i i would just want to take a lesson real quick you know like hey man like show me how you come up with like just these off the wall ideas very very good stuff mm -hmm. uh mine's a little bit of an undertone a lot of people might not know this name but uh tony royster jr uh he is a well a lot of people knew him back in the day because he did a solo on you know, what talk show it was when he was just 12 years old he's one of the most incredible studio and, and solo musicians out there nowadays like he's even torn with toured with like jay-z like if you just watch any of his solo work he's absolutely amazing but my question would be a lot more simple for him if i, I if i were to just sit down i would ask him if he could go back and do it all again what would he do differently that that would just be it. yeah so you would give him the delorean that i gave you earlier <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, see, now I need to figure out how to, how to turn that question into, um, the TVA with, um, Loki. Oh yeah. Did you watch Loki? <laughs> I, I love that, that this whole new, like this last season, it was awesome. I didn't know where they were going to go with it, but once, once I got into it and yeah, I'm, I, I can't wait for new Loki. And I know we just got new Loki, but I'm, I'm excited for the next season. It's crazy. <laughs> um, have have any of you met a famous musician? Yeah. Mm. I don't think so. I have. We went to see Escape the Fate uh, not too long ago. Yeah. I met Craig, not, not, but yeah. you have a better story. Which one? Um the mushroom. Oh, well, so I've met a lot of like a lot of national act musicians over my lifetime. 
but like my my, my biological father, uh, he's a, a doo-wop, an old doo-wop musician, sang with the the Mystics and Dion the Belmonts, and has his own little group called the Reunion, and they're like a an all-star doo-wop group. But um, so I met Chuck Berry when I was a very young boy. Don't remember it, but I met him. Um, I've met like Phil Anselmo from Pantera, Dino from Fear Factory. Uh, went on a little mini tour with one of my prior bands with Mushroom Head and, you know, J-Man when, when J-Man was originally in the band and, and stuff like that. And, but yeah, meeting those guys with um, you, you, you guys in, in Philadelphia, I, I actually, well, I grew up in South Florida and went to the same school as the guys from like Boys in the Well. I don't, didn't know them, but yeah, just, I have a lot of weird connections with famous musicians, but I mean, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know what story you were talking about, but yeah, I, I guess that, that answers the question. What about you? <laughs> no, never. Um, as far as like, not just meeting them in passing, like in a merch table or something, the only really memorable moment I have is Creed Fisher. Um, he's a, he's a country artist. He's my <laughs> favorite country artist. You have a sticker on the back of your yeah, truck. I'd have a sticker on my truck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> In my opinion, he, he, he is the modern-day Haggard. He is one of the true blue Americans really keeping what outlaw country was meant to be alive. And uh, just meeting him, like his concerts, I mean, they're concerts, but they are parties. Like big two-story bonfires out next to the lake. Like it's just everybody has a good time and hangs out. And he's, he's just a wholesome down-to-earth, like I'm here for you guys, like you're here for me type people. And it was a pleasure meeting him. I've told this story a bazillion times, but I met Gene Simmons. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we talked about my, my digital camera. What's that? That had to have been an experience. It was, he actually kept talking when they were trying to shoo me away because he wanted me to explain how my camera worked. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it used little mini CDs at the time. I remember those. I remember those. Yeah. They were like, like yeah, so that's that's Sony that's game. my experience. He wanted to keep talking to me, and they were trying to shoot me away. It was a book book signing. <laughs> um, if you could play any place on earth and open for any band, where would you want to play, and who would you want to open for? Ooh. I already have an answer. For this. I do too. Um, you can go first. <laughs> I would love to play at Red Rocks in Colorado and open up for Camelot. I am such a closet Camelot fan. I like but, Camelot. They're yeah. cool. I I would love what's that, Sagan? Uh, Camelot, I was just reading an article on blabbermouth.net tonight. Um, they're starting their own um, streaming service that is supposed to make artists more money. No way. Um, Very cool. Than, so. Look it up if you didn't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I would want to do the Rock M Ring, and I would want to open up for like Gideon or Attila or one of those guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that would bring that would be a pretty pretty cool show. I don't really have any specific venues in mind, but uh, so just last night we went and seen uh, Eminence. Uh, out in Pittsburgh, man, I, I like those guys a lot. I, I think that some of the things that they do are like things that we're also mm -hmm. kind of doing. I just think opening up for them would be awesome. I wouldn't really care where that would happen to be. The price Jordan thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'd say same place as Joey, Rock Amring, um, but Slipknot, I think, would be pretty cool to open for. I won't do it unless they bring Jay back. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could go back to the like the day that you decided you were going to be a musician and tell yourself something to kind of help, what, what would you tell yourself on that day? Learn theory, learn the way that it works. Don't just play cover songs for 10 years and then figure it out. Easy. <laughs> Practice more. <laughs> Seriously, that, that's it. <laughs> yeah, don't get discouraged at all because this is still all fresh and new to me. So I still get that sometimes. Um, but that's really it. Mine would be to practice more as well, but start using a metronome at a very earlier, uh, earlier in life than I did. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, my playing has just gotten so much better playing to, to a metronome, you know, like I always thought I was doing okay. But once you, once you realize you're, you're not as tight as you think you are, and, and then once you play to a metronome, it, it's, it's great. You don't ever want to stop. You don't ever want to not play to a metronome is what I'm saying. Once you get used to it, it's in my opinion, but yeah, that'd be my advice. Yeah. Metronome. <laughs> hey, so we're getting real close to the end of the segment. Um, I know that you're searching for a bass player. Do you want to throw that information out? Yeah. Um, yeah, plain and simple. We're we're looking for a full time bass player. Uh, obviously, a bass player, not somebody who plays guitar who wants to play bass. We want somebody in their element, comfortable on stage with us. I mean, we, we have some pretty pretty simple uh, requirements for it. Uh, knowledge of extended scale. Um, we do have what we call band dues. It's just covering our rental of our practice space. Like somebody that's just able to throw a hundred bones in every month. Um, and of course, you you would have creative freedom on, on top of it all. We all like to collectively come together. There is no dictatorship here. So if you want a place to really strive, to, to really be heard with your creativity, to, to be part of a family, because we do treat this like a family, um, hit us up. Yeah, like, basis are hard to find. And uh, it's been like that for quite some time. And we unfortunately knew uh, when we started the band a year ago, uh, a little, a little less, a little over a year ago, um, our original bassist Tyler was never a part of the band. He was just helping us establish and get, you know, get the music put together. And then when he had to gracefully bow out, the next guy we brought in, we knew he wasn't going to last either. He he told us from the beginning, and he was a friend. So Kevin was like, "Hey, uh, once things start to pick up uh, and you guys start gaining traction." I'm gonna have to step aside because you know I have a career, I have a, you know a, a life, and and that was already agreed upon. So his departure, I mean, he just hung out with us last night. You know, like he was at my place till like 5 a.m. We were playing Descenders on the PlayStation, you know, the mountain biking game. So he's still part of the family. Um, and honestly, that's we also want someone that we can we can vibe with and has on the same kind of uh, frequency as us. Because we're we're a family. We do bandsgiving. We do all kinds of every holiday. We get together and at this spot, we, we barbecue. We do whatever we can. We help sometimes. We yeah. even just go out and have drinks together. Yeah, you know, we're we're constantly communicating and talking and hanging out. Like it's the group chat is is it's off the chain, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, 
Yeah, and, and the thing, like 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 he said, we're looking for a bassist that actually knows how to play bass and understands some of the techniques that we'd like to have implemented into the music we're writing going forward. Because although we're not going to change our style very much, we are going to play a lot more intricate guitar, you know, parts and and you know, things that don't sound repetitive. We're we're gonna you know, evolve with our sound. Because the music we're playing now has is, is all been written in the past, and we've used it to get together and establish the sound. So uh, a bassist right now jumping on board full-time is going to be have the best advantage because there'll be a process, a part of the process of all the new that's to come. Mm -hmm. And then the stuff we're doing now is fairly fairly simple. It's just fast, or in, in some, there are some intricacy, or some intricate parts to it. But Lots of syncopation. Yeah, just lots of syncopation, heavy syncopation. Okay, guys, I, I want to thank you for hanging out with me. Thank um, you, Brad. Make sure you check them out. Facebook.com slash a star like gray. That's A S T A R L I T E G R A Y. There. Make sure they get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, and we're going to play three more tracks. We're going to hear from Rat Bastard and their song, A Kick in the Head. And I say there, it's one person playing all the instruments and singing. Um, <laughs> The anxiety effect in their song. You know what? I think he's a one person too. He's metalcore. Um, he is from, I believe, Clearfield County. Um, that song fun. is Roots. Are you guys familiar with them? No, no. not actually. No, but Clearfield. We've we've played some show. We did the Upstage Fest out there and stuff, and we're, we're kind of networking out that way. It's not too. It's about forty-five minutes from where we're at. So you you played David's show. Yes, the upstage. Yeah, we did this. This year was obviously our first time doing it, but it was awesome. We had a good time. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna end things tonight with Ironside, and that song is "State of Control." And uh, make sure you join us each and every Monday night, and go to buildthescene.com and music4412.com for more of uh, music, unsigned music from the Western Pennsylvania area.
Yeah. <laughs> 